Hi, and welcome to the 36th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm Connor Carey, Feature Web Writer on iPhoneLife.com. So each week we bring to you the best apps, gear, and current events in the iOS world. And this week we're going to be talking to you about the iOS 10 public beta, which became available last week. And several of us in the office have since installed it on our phones and are going to tell you all about it and whether or not it's worth the risk to install it yourself. But before we tell you about that, we'll start off with our tip of the day. So our tip of the day newsletter is a great way to learn new things about how to use your iPhone. If you sign up for our tip of the day newsletter, we'll send you one awesome tip each day that will teach you to do something new that you didn't know how, most likely. iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up. So Connor, what was your favorite tip this week? This week we have how to dial an extension on iPhone. And this is really great because typically you have to like talk to a robot and then enter the extension. And this way you can skip that whole step and just immediately dial into who you're trying to contact. Nice. So in order to do this, all you have to do is open your phone app, dial the main number that you're calling, and then at the end of that, no spaces or anything, hold down the star button until it turns into a comma and then dial the extension number after that comma, and then tap call, the green button, and you'll dial straight to the person you're trying to reach. Nice. I actually didn't know this one before. I didn't either. Yeah, I knew it. Sarah yeah. knows all of them. <laughs> Yesterday I was mentioning that I didn't know it, and Sarah was like, Psh. Yeah. <laughs> Every tip I've been like, I didn't know that. Sarah's like, I did. <laughs> so apparently I'm a know-it-all. And uh, to reinforce that, I will also mention you can save phone numbers like this. And oh. that way, when you choose to dial that mm. person, say, on their work phone, it will you won't even have to go through the process of adding the comma a second time. It can just always do it for you. Even better. So do you just enter in the asterisk or do you do, do you also, when you're entering a number in as a contact, do you have to press and hold it? I believe that's how it works, yeah. The pressing and holding? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But it's actually cool. been a while since I saved the phone <laughs> number like that, so now I feel like I have to check. Okay, we, yeah, we can double check that. Um, so to sign up for daily tips, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips. And we have another service we want to tell you about, which is iPhone Life Insider, which you can sign up for at iphonelife.com slash insider. And this is our premium subscription that if you sign up, you get one video tip every day, which is the video version of our daily tip, so you can see exactly how to do it and get walked through it, and they're fun and enter entertaining. And we also will give you access to video tutorials that will teach you how to do things on your phone um, from start to finish, like larger services that take a little more of learning, such as iCloud Photo Library, Siri, a complete guide to privacy on your iPhone. Uh, you'll also get a digital subscription to iPhone Life magazine and full access to our archives. And finally, you'll get Ask an Editor, which lets you ask questions to Sarah, our resident expert, who um, if you have kind of more of a specific issue that comes up on your device, you can ask her and she will make sure that your problem is solved. So this week, Sarah's going to read to us one of her insider questions. Okay, I was actually figuring out um, how to add that comma, so I'll tell you that first, and then I'll read you the thing. So when you're creating a new contact or adding a phone number for that contact, um, 
enter the phone number and then press the button that has the plus star and uh, hashtag symbol. <laughs> and then there'll actually be a button that says pause and you press that and it inserts a comma. Huh. Now mm. I will get to the insider question. <laughs> Just wanted to clear that up. So um, here's a recent question from a reader who says, I'm using iOS 9 on a fourth generation iPad. I don't use iCloud, but every time I pick up my iPad, it asks me to sign into iCloud. Do I have to be signed into iCloud for the Find My iPad app to work if I need it? Also, is there a way to stop the iPad from asking me to sign into iCloud? Um, so iCloud is required for the Find My iPad app to work, and the Find My iPad or Find My iPhone app, depending on which device you're using, is really reason enough to use iCloud. Um, I have multiple iOS devices in my family and we use it a lot. I find my iPhone. It can help you find it just in your house because you can ping the iPhone. It can help you track your device if you misplace it. It's really worth using iCloud just for that. Um, but there's actually a lot of other services that I would recommend using iCloud for, like being able to do automatic updates for mm. backups for your phone. <laughs> um, backups are really important. Um, it lets you save your photos in the cloud so if something happens to your device, you don't lose them. Um, but if you don't want to use iCloud, even though you really, really should, um, <laughs> you'll need to go into services, I mean, not services, settings and iCloud, and then switch all those services off or toggle them off. There's different, some services you have to choose to turn them on, and then there's different, you know, ways you can personalize them. So you have to actually go into them and turn them off. And other ones you just toggle off. So just turn everything off and then you should no longer be asked to sign in, but you should sign in and use it. <laughs> right. So basically, if you're trying to use an iCloud service, it's going to keep on asking you to sign in. <laughs> right. And and I just think there's so many good reasons to use it. So Right. Okay, cool. So well, let's move into our news section. Uh, we had some interesting developments this week, <clears throat> for anyone who likes Pokemon, at least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor, tell us about the Pokemon developments. Um, there's no way you haven't heard of Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Go by now. Uh, it's just basically taken over the world. I think it's available <laughs> in Australia and America right now. I could be wrong. There may be a couple other countries it's available in too. But it's just been a huge success. It's taken Nintendo's stock up, like I think it was like 400%, which is just the biggest stock growth oh. they've had in like a decade, I think. Don't, like, hold me to that. But that's, you know, what I surmised from the article I read. Um, and then a lot of users have just noted it bringing strangers together. And it's it's helping people with mental health or uh, issues go and take walks, like myself, and just get out of their house and get out of bed. And, and if you put a leer down at a Pokemon stop, a bunch of strangers will gather around to get Pokemon. So you meet <laughs> these people you wouldn't have otherwise met. Connor's starting to throw in Pokemon lingo. I'm like, sorry. Wait, <laughs> can, you just, can you name a few characters? Because you were talking about this yesterday yeah, and it was well, just hilarious Or to maybe me. just explain like just how this app works. Like, Yeah. Pretty much what's so neat about it is your avatar in the game is representative of you in real life. So when you move in real life your character moves in the game, which means in order to go out and find these Pokemon, you actually have to go different places. And um, it, within cities and towns, there are what's called Pokestops, 
which are basically just all these different landmarks around your town that if you go to them, you can flip a sign and get free items to use. Hmm. Um, and there are also gyms, which if a gym is available, you can claim it. And if it isn't available, you can challenge who's there, um, which is going a little far ahead. When you become level five, <laughs> you have to pick a team, either red, blue, or yellow, valor, mystic, or instinct. And I'm Valor. <laughs> okay. So all my Valor people hit me up. Um, and so if your team has owns a gym, has the gym, then you can have friendly battles, which makes your gym team stronger. Or if, like, a blue team owns a gym, then I would go and challenge them to try and take over that gym from them. So is the main objective of the game to collect... Yeah. Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. And and it's an augmented reality game. Can you explain a, you explained a little bit about how you're being tracked like where you're right. going, your avatar, but how is it augmented reality? So when you come across a Pokemon on your adventures, um, it alerts you, you click on the Pokemon, and then that's the point where you will see it as augmented reality, which is to say it uses your camera to show you exactly what's in front of you plus the Pokemon. So then it's like you can catch a Pokemon in your own environment. That's really, really cool. It's really cute. Connor took a picture of uh, Rayanne Taylor, our associate editor, with a Pokemon in her office. And, uh, <laughs> I'll put that in the blog post so you it's can see. Cute. So it seems to be quite the phenomenon. Like, you know, a lot of millennials were really into Pokemon growing up. Right. And now they've created a game where that adults seem to be really enjoying. I yeah. feel like most of the Pokemon Go people I know are adults. Yeah, I think so, because, like, growing up, I know me, like, when Nintendo DS was out, and even before that, Game Boys, who remembers Game Boys out there? <laughs> it's um, like all these dormant Nintendo fans <laughs> are like, yes, yes it's back! <laughs> yeah, because there was Pokemon Gold and Silver and Red and Blue, and I played that growing up, and I think a lot of people around my age from, like, 23 to 30 also did, and so this is very nostalgic, and... When you were growing up, you always had a dream of becoming a Pokemon trainer and, like, actually <laughs> having to go out into the world to catch them. And this is, like, a step closer to that. <laughs> yes. And there's some controversy about, like, uh, wasn't there some uh, criminal activity around yeah, people being I mean, able to track you down with your location or something? Yeah, pretty much someone put a lure down. This was at night, so it's also, mm -hmm. like, if you're going to go exploring for Pokemon late at night, take some friends. That's, you know, kind of basic. Mm -hmm. But that's when this happened was someone had put a lure down at a Pokestop, which a lure... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on. A lure attracts Pokemons for 30 minutes. And um, so people were there trying to get Pokemon, and these armed robbers came and, and robbed them at night. Oh, yeah. So I guess there's, there's some hazards there with how, how they're able to track their location somehow? No, it's just that they're in the using game. They're the app right. they can see that there are other users around. Not other users, but that there's a lure down. They can see um, the lure, which okay. other users will congregate towards. Okay. All right, interesting. <laughs> so that's, that's our update this week on Pokemon well, Go. Well, there's one other update um, okay. about Pokemon Go. That um, if you sign into Pokemon Go with your Google account, apparently the app... Um, requests a level of access to your Google account that is like all access. It means it can access everything. Whereas most hmm. apps, usually when they access your Google, they'll access like certain aspects of mail because they need it for the app to work or just your user ID or 
just certain things like that. And um, so people were pretty upset to discover that the app is requesting this. So um, the, uh, the developers basically said we weren't aware we were asking for this permission, which is kind of ridiculous, mm-hmm. and they're going to change it. But in the meantime, you might want to create an account at, uh, I think it's Pokemon.com, and sign into the app that way. Protect yeah, your Google. that's good to know. Yeah, when you download the app, you do have two options, which is to sign in with Google or create a, an account. And I signed in with Google, so I'm just going to have to wait until they update it, because Lord knows I'm not going to lose the Pokemon I got. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but if you haven't already done it, definitely go for the other option. And another safety thing I want to bring up, just because I've seen people, you can tell that they're looking for Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm just convinced someone's going to get hit by a car because they are just walking around like completely oblivious to like reality because they're in their are you talking about reality. connor here i'm actually talking about rayanne taylor who i drove by as she was walking home yesterday and i really thought she was going to get run over and she's uh, probably not the only one like yeah there's yeah. definitely an element of danger <laughs> we're living on the edge here people <laughs> so i uh, you may not be aware today is amazon prime day so that's another exciting update So you should check out the deals there. And one thing we just wanted to uh, cover this week is that the deals are supposedly a lot better than last year's because Amazon Mm -hmm. instituted some level of standards with the vendors of what kind of deals they wanted to have. Yeah, our our blogger uh, Todd Bernard compared last year's Prime Day to like a garage sale because (laughs) they were basically just trying to unload a bunch of unpopular junk really cheap Mm -hmm. and but it wasn't anything people actually wanted like there weren't deals on any good things so it seems like they're trying to change that this year yeah just a couple of the deals I checked out today looked pretty enticing there are some great deals on flat screen TVs um a lot of Amazon products, the Amazon Echo is on sale, the Amazon uh, Tap Bluetooth speaker is $70, it's usually $130. Um, also the Amazon Fire TV stick, I mean it's usually only like $35, so it's pretty cheap, but now it's like $20. Mm. Um, the Kindle Fire tablets or just, you know, if your Kindle readers are on sale, Bose headphones, so... For all of you techie listeners, there's probably some things that will entice you there. Oh, Roombas. I don't know if you guys have yeah. heard of like the automatic, the, uh, like, the robot one I'm staring vacuums. down right now. Yeah. I have one. I got one recently, and I have a really hairy dog, so it's been like the best thing ever. Uh, I got it on sale at Costco, but this is like as yeah. cheap. My, my big goal in life is to own a Roomba because I feel like I could vacuum my house every day, and it would make <laughs> a difference with my dogs. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's it's still an investment. It's two fifty, but usually it's uh, three seventy five. So check out the Amazon Prime deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. And another update since it's been two weeks. This happened uh, last week. There was some uh, rumors of Apple looking into buying Title. Yeah. Um, Connor, do you have an update on that? We haven't heard anything new from it. I know when the article or the information came out that they were in talks to possibly buy it. Title uh, publicly said, no, that's not true. But then there were also like people within Title and insiders of Apple who were like, actually, it is. So it's kind of, it's very much up in the air. It's pretty speculative at this point. Very speculative. By the way, Title is the music streaming service, Jay Z's music right. streaming service for anyone who wasn't right. aware. I very, very selfishly want this to happen. It's Just... an expensive, Title is so expensive monthly. <clears throat> it is. It's but how expensive. How else are you going to listen to Prince? Yeah, well, and that's the Beyonce. thing. That's why I want it to happen because I want to be able to listen to Beyonce and 
Prince and all of all of the because both Apple Music and Tidal have exclusive artists, exclusive mm-hmm. content. And right. if they got together, then we'd only have one platform with that like exclusive content, mm-hmm. which I think one would help Apple head towards beating Spotify yeah. or matching it. And um, two would just mean I don't have to pay for both. Because <laughs> right now you're subscribed to both, right? I am. I'm about to let Tidal go because like I've obsessively listened to Beyonce enough. I can, right. I can part with it. But I'd love <laughs> to have both. Yeah, that would be – I think that might entice me – if that happened, because right now I'm a Spotify right user, and uh, Apple Music right now just doesn't cut it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so also the iPhone Seven. We've been talking a lot about the iPhone Seven rumors, but uh, one of the more interesting recent rumors is about the camera. Mm-hmm. Sarah, well, tell us about it. Well, basically, people were pretty unhappy with the bumped out camera that we got. Was it the six S or was it the yeah. six where we got that? Uh, six six. Right. Because you know it's the flat nice uh, stone-like iPhone 6, except for that it has the the camera kind of sticking out. Right. Well, people were unhappy with that, but apparently it's going to be even bigger with the iPhone 7, (laughs) according to the most recent rumors. So this is not for sure, but um, it's from a pretty reliable source who's done accurate leaks about previous iPhone models, and and it's going to be like huge like twice as big it's they're like doubling down on the horribleness of this bump so people are not happy with that rumor hmm. hopefully i mean i'm fine with it as long as the camera's way better same yeah but because to me if it's yeah. bigger that means our megapixels are gonna go up again which would be pretty sweet um yeah I don't really i don't i guess i'm not quite as attached to form factor as some people are same. um you know, if there's a, a little bit, if it's a little bit less sleek, like you're putting a case on it anyway, I don't really know what the big deal is. Yeah, well, I don't put a case. I mean, I sometimes mm-hmm. use them, but I often don't. And I feel like if, like, your camera is constantly, unless you put it face down, your camera's, like, constantly touching things. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems. That's true. Would you, in a way, almost prefer that the phone be not quite as thin and still just be have a smooth edge? I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I'm probably with you on the form factor. It's not that important. Yeah. Well, (laughs) to be continued, we will see in September. Uh, But so moving on to our Apple complaints and learning, I wanted to start out by uh, uh, issuing a correction to something I said last time, and that was about the iPad Pro smart keyboard. Um, I I was complaining that it sometimes doesn't work. When you when you connect it in, it, there, it, at times it can be glitchy, and that is true. But a lot of it is ex- is about where exactly you're resting the iPad Pro. Like you connect it, there's those little three prongs on the bottom that connects into the smart keyboard, but then the sort of folio style case, you have to you have to have it resting exactly on the on the seam hmm. in order for it to work. And if you move it around at all, then it won't. God, and the thing, annoying. yeah, the thing about that, that like, I mean, I guess it's like if you're using it right, it works. Yeah. So that's at least a bit of an improvement over what I said last time. Right. But um, it doesn't allow you to adjust your viewing angle how you want while typing, which seems yeah, not cool. That's totally annoying. <laughs> yeah. But sorry for the mistake. Correction made. Sarah, I see you have, you have 
something in this section for us? Well, I've been uh, enjoying, I realized I could navigate all my home screens without swiping um, because there's the little row of dots indicating each of your uh, home screens. And oh, right, actually, right below your apps. Right, and you can tap screen. on them. Like if you tap on the left side, it'll move you left, you know, as far as the spotlight page or tap on the right side and it'll move you through to the other ones. And you can also, from any home page, uh, press the home button and get back to the first home page. And I've just really been enjoying that because apparently, like, I'm so lazy <laughs> that swiping is just too hard. Either so lazy or using your phone so much that it ends up being enough swiping that your thumb well, is tired. As you True. get, as you get apps, both. Yeah. you know, as you get a lot of apps, like, having to <clears throat> swipe through, I mean, if you just have a few home pages, but if you have a lot of apps and you're going through a lot of uh, home pages, that can actually be kind of a pain. Yeah. So that kind of combines a complaint and a learning, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining about swiping, but there is a solution. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's move on to our apps and gear of the week. Uh, what was your favorite app or gear this week, Connor? Well, I'm planning for a road trip come August. So what I discovered while trying to figure out where to stay along that route um, was an app called Hostel Bookers. And mm. it's like the Airbnb for hostels because Airbnb is still a little expensive. It's like hotel yeah. prices are a little below or a little above. Um, <laughs> whereas hostel bookers, it just allows me to find hostels. So like I booked my hostel in New Orleans um, through that app, which was... That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it was New really, Orleans. it made it really easy to do, um, made it easy to reserve. And it, it's just like a down payment. You don't have to pay it fully up front. You got to like see it, see the pictures, see all the information. It was great. I like it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So Connor for the month of August is taking her laptop on the road yes. and traveling all around the US. So she'll still be she'll still be working remotely, but we'll we'll definitely have to update you guys about her adventure. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for you. I think that's gonna Thank be awesome. You. Yeah. What about you? Well, Sarah? I've been using um, the Yantouch Portable i1 Romantic speaker. <laughs> romantic. Ooh. Yeah, actually, it's Yantouch i1 Portable Romantic. I don't know why it's considered romantic, but <laughs> that is part of the name. It's very romantic. Um, I like it because it has a sunset and sunrise mode, so mm. you know it can like gradually wake you up with light, or gradually sort of like dim the light and the music. Hmm. Um, you can sort of program like light shows with your music. Uh, that must be where the romance comes in. There you go. Could be <laughs> setting the mood. I feel like it's more like disco mode in my house with my kids. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's a remote control, which I have to confess I didn't really get to play with because my dogs ate it. Oh no! <gasps> I left it on the coffee table and like left the house for 15 minutes. Such a mistake. I tried down touch speakers though before so I can vouch that the, the remote works. Right. Nice. And and there's also an app so you know you can like control it through the app as well. And the sound is really good. I mean it's pretty small. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind but, of globe shaped, right? Or Well, it it it's kind of um, it's like an upside down bowl almost like it's hmm. and hmm. it's round and and you just like prop it up and it just automatically turns on. Hmm. And you know it connects easily and but the sound is really great and the volume is really good sometimes those smaller speakers don't have great sound once you turn the volume up but that's yeah. definitely you can really get some good sound out of this so awesome cool nice. yeah and, this and must it's be going to be a giveaway uh in one of our iphone life giveaways so um look Sweet. for that in the coming months 
yeah, we've been getting a lot of cool gear in for the giveaway lately, so it's a good time to sign up if you like. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You might be in for some a happy surprise. Um, so I have an, an app this week that probably a lot of you know about, uh, Visco. Yeah. And I, I guess I just hadn't really explored the filters before. Um, one of our writers uh, for the last issue, our fall productivity issue, which just hit newsstands, or it hits newsstands tomorrow. Cool. So check that out. Um, but she was recommending that you choose kind of like one filter or a couple of different filters to create like a consistent look on your Instagram feed. And I liked that idea, so I just went into Visco because I don't really like Instagram's filters very much. Like, usually they end up looking kind of over-processed. Mm-hmm. So um, I found some some more kind of minimalist filters and spent like $2 to buy a pack. And now my Instagram feed should look a lot cooler. Awesome. <laughs> so I was excited about that. Um, so without further ado, let's get into our iOS 10 beta section because I feel like there's a lot... Yeah. A lot to talk about here. Yeah. Um, so I guess first of all, we let's just go over a little bit of what's in in the beta. Mm-hmm. Um, I, let's each just go over some of our favorite features. Uh, well, I'm really excited about a smarter quick type with more sort of contextual suggestions um, because I I really do find I mean it's it's nice to have you know to be able to like choose the words instead of typing them out, but often like. I'm just wondering, like, these words have actually nothing to do with the context of the conversation that I'm Mm -hmm. having and messages. So I think that will make things even faster and smoother. And I'm really excited about third-party app integration with Siri. Yeah. Being able to use those capabilities. I think that will really explode the usefulness of Siri. I mean, it'll just be, like, a thousand times more useful. I have to confess, I haven't tried using that yet with, with Siri with yeah. iOS 10 beta, um, that was one of the features I had. I kind of assumed they hadn't rolled out in the beta. I think same for me. But um, but we'll have to check that out and let you know in our blog post. At, if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, we have a blog post for every for every episode with all of the links of everything we talk about and more information if we stumble onto a topic that we yeah. don't know everything about. And, and maybe we should say, I don't have iOS 10 beta on my phone um, and Donna and Connor do, so we right. can talk about why in a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, I I mean, obviously, I feel like everyone loves this, the ability to finally delete some Apple stock apps. Oh, yeah. Yay! That was, like, the first thing I did when I got this <laughs> on my phone. Um, and you can't delete all of them, like Wallet and Health, uh, Find My iPhone. Those are a few that you still can't delete, but I feel like the, the App ones... Store, which I don't know why you would want to delete. Right, but yeah. good point. Um, but exactly like what you're saying, I feel like a lot of the ones that you can't delete still, you wouldn't delete anyway. Mm-hmm. But even the iTunes store, you can delete. So there are a ton you can delete. Yeah, and like the stock app. The I mean, stock app. Unless you're, you know, following like the this. universally hated app. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because I feel like for people who are into the stock market, there's more sophisticated apps that right. they would probably be using instead. Right. And then a lot of people, they just don't even check it. And so. if you just want to check one app, you can also use the Spotlight search and just start typing in the uh, stock, and it'll show it to you without an app. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, that's cool. little quick tip for you on the side. <laughs> but where is it drawing that info? Is it from the web or is it from, from the stock Yahoo app? Finance. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah. Same Who thing. needs that app? Right. What about you, Donna? What's your favorite uh, feature so far? 
Um, I I liked the widgets a lot. I yeah. This is something that they kind of Apple kind of tried to incorporate with iOS nine, which I thought was a failure. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, from your notification center, you could add widgets for different third party apps that offered them. Mm-hmm. But that mean, meant you had to go to no- notification center to see them. And now instead, if you from your lock screen. Right. You can see widgets both for Apple stock apps and from third-party apps. And they seem to be a lot more useful. Like one I noticed mm-hmm. is for news. The top stories actually seem like it was a really nice way to just see what some of the headlines were for the day, um, get the forecast for the day, right. um, see what in some of my third-party apps like Asana or Slack, see my yeah. latest notifications. So it's just finally useful. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's like a kind of different look. Very different. The, uh, what, what do you think of the look? Connor? I don't know. It's interesting because to me, I feel like there are some that aren't necessarily working super great for me. Mm. Like weather doesn't show up at all. Um, reminders, I'd like it just to show all my reminders because I don't have yeah. a date set for all of them. Oh, yeah. And music, I'd rather it showed what I'm playing right now versus three random playlists. So there are, like, I feel like little tweaks they could they could do to make it even better. And For they sure. May. They may and they them. probably will, yeah. Um, another thing, if you are using the iOS 10 beta, is that you can access it the same way you did Spotlight previously. So Spotlight has pretty much been consumed by... Um, there's new widgets. widgets, but you can have your maps nearby. So you can still get the same thing Spotlight had, but it'll be widgets now. Yeah, and you can control the order of how... Oops, yes. I keep on hitting Sarah's phone. Um, you can control the order of how things are showing up, which is nice. Yeah, and which things. Right, because we lost that ability in iOS 9. You used to be able mm-hmm. to like do a lot more rearranging of things that you saw. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, so if, if you're using the beta and you want to edit those widgets, just go to the bottom of your widgets page and tap Edit. And then you can add and delete any ones for the available um, apps or third-party apps you have, as well as tap and hold the uh, horizontal three lines to move them in whatever order you'd like. One feature I also liked was bedtime. It's in the clock app. It's a new little section there. And uh, it's based on the idea that it's the healthiest to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Right. And so you'll get like both a reminder to go to bed and and a gentle wake up. Mm -hmm. And so I set that up and I... I don't wake up at the same time every day, so you can set it for what days of the week you want to do too. Right. But it, like during the setup process, it says ideally you do it all days of the week. Right. Um, and the I hate currently all of the alarms that <laughs> Apple has, and this is so much nicer. Like it they're is. like these really nice melodies that are not jarring, yeah. and they start really quiet and get louder. Um, and so I think that's just a huge improvement. Because I use the alarms all the time, but every day makes me a little angry. Can I can I tell you can I tell you about me waking up this morning using that app? I didn't tell me about it. I set I set the birds to wake me up because it has all these like kind of nature sounds to easily wake you up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set the birds, and this morning it goes off, and I just kind of like faintly wake up, and I'm like, "What the heck are these birds doing? Just like these birds are so loud this morning. Why are they so loud?" And I realized it was my phone. Yeah, I actually, I, I listened to the birds one for a while and then I was like, you know, I feel like this might not wake me up. I was up. so confused. It totally woke me up, but I was terribly, terribly confused. I didn't listen to it for that long. Do they get really loud after a while? They, I mean, just like, cause my AC's on. 
um, my window unit, so I don't hear the regular alarm. So it was really nice that this I w- actually woke me up. But <laughs> it was just been some loud birds. <laughs> it was just so like. Did subtle. you think you were in an Alfred Hitchcock movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, but um, I also enjoyed the predictive text. I I played around with it a little bit, just like seeing what words it offered up, and you know, like now it kind of strings together a sentence mm-hmm. that it sounds like something you would say. It's kind of creepy, <laughs> but it's it's cool. And and um, the message, like the message app store now that's in there right now with the beta, it only yeah. has Apple offerings. Like you can add. Um, a song from Apple Music to your text mm. message. You can add GIFs and you can add heartbeats. I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> Which I sent to Connor last she night without me, meaning to. Donna sent me not only a heartbeat, but a heart that then broke apart and withered and died. Oh and I was God. like, what you trying to say, Donna? You just did a middle school breakup, Donna. Yeah. And I was like, how'd you do that? And she goes, I don't know. I actually really have no idea how Me I did that. Me either. I tried to send her something back and it was just, it, we're going to have to like keep sending each other random ones just to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, so the Messages app has a bunch of new capabilities. A lot of them are not that functional. It's just more like, you know, more fun. Right. But that's pretty much it. Um, the Maps app I played around with a little bit, and it's just a lot. Like it's hard in a way to pinpoint um, exactly what is better about it. The layout I feel like is more intuitive and nice. Um, I haven't used it yet. They like, yeah. I I mean, one thing that I didn't get to try out because I was more just looking through it instead of actually navigating somewhere is that you can along your route choose places nearby, get oh, rerouted, right. get a new ETA. Stuff like that that I think will... That's nice because I get really annoyed when I'm using Apple Maps and I decide to like pull off and they're like, return to the route. I mean like, I feel like like Apple Maps gets really upset and offended and it's really hard to actually, like really, it's like return to the route. I mean it gets like really urgent. And you're like trying to to tap your phone to be like, and and it's not that obvious like how to pause and stop it. Like there should be like a... A way to really pause it and so I'm excited also for maps about third-party integration like third-party app integration although I'm guessing that that's not something that's really live yet yeah uh we'll have to test that out a little more but yeah, same what do you think about the you have to press your home button to unlock your phone now instead of touching your thumb to it well Did- no no um what you can do is because before in iOS 9 people were always talking about how they would go to unlock their phone and miss the notifications. Uh-huh. But now there's like a little lock at the top. And if I just put my thumbprint, when it works, <laughs> it'll just say unlock at the top. And then I can still see my notifications if I want to just stay on lock screen. Okay. Of course, right now Touch ID isn't working. But if you want to bypass that, then you just press the home button. Right. And go. So, st- yeah. Yeah, so I actually like that feature just because... Then if I have a bunch of notifications I want to see, I'll see them. So basically they made Touch ID so good that it was inconvenient. Basically. Yeah, I mean that really, it is a... And that was one of my earlier complaints that (laughs) David Auerbach, our CEO, made fun of me for. So there, David. Now it's unlocked. So, you know, we've gotten into some of the specific features of iOS 10, but what is your overall uh impression of like how big of an update is this after playing with it a little bit and let's get into whether we think our listeners should try the beta and yeah you know whether we advise it and 
whether or not we do advise it, we'll also tell you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to real quick mention Apple Music. Oh, we yeah. We didn't talk about that okay, at all. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this redesign is really weird. <laughs> it, it, I don't know if I like it yet. I really like how they've refigured the For You section. With like, What's different about the For You? Um, at the very top, it shows you recently played there now instead of in your library. Um, and it also shows probably my favorite part, which is heavy rotation, which just shows all the albums that I regularly listen to. I feel like that would be a very embarrassing section for me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking at him like, yeah, that is some good music. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like that. Uh, but just generally, like, I wish you guys could see it because it just looks like a 90s webpage to me. Like, I can't get over the fact that it looks like a 90s webpage. My reaction was that it was because the the headings and stuff are so big and so bold that I thought it was, like, so that users wouldn't have to use their reading glasses, like Tim Cook. The, like, yeah. Just didn't it want to does. use his reading glasses while using Apple Music anymore. Yeah. It is big and bold, and I, I felt that way a little bit about the uh, widgets as well. It True. looks a little 90s also. True. Which I kind of, I'm kind of digging it, but. I feel like, I feel like that's just happening in fashion, too. Chokers are coming back, I hear, so. <laughs> yeah. It's making me feel so old, actually, because my daughter is like, yeah, 90s, you know, like, retro style. I'm like, yeah, that's not <laughs> like that old. That's experience. not retro. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. So. Uh, but you also can look at, like, the lyrics of songs you're listening to, right? Oh, I haven't even tried to do that yet. Yeah, I mean, with the betas, it's never a promise that you'll get all the features that they talked about at WWDC. But that was one I remember them making a big deal about, you're which right. honestly... I'm not that excited about, but some people who like to sing along yeah. might be. I, I don't think I'm excited about it until I'm listening to a song and I need to look up the lyrics. And then I'm like, oh, that would be great. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so should you download? Do we recommend you download this? Yeah, I mean, oh, and also your overall, your overall idea about it. Well, what, is, what are right. the pros and cons of doing it? I mean, the pros are you just get to be an early adopter. You get to put your feedback into Apple because um, it always downloads a little feedback app in which you can submit any bugs or any changes you don't like. Like uh, this morning I discovered that if I control center, uh, no longer shows what music I'm playing, which I immediately told Apple, bring it back. If you swipe right, there's oh. the music. Yeah. Clearly, I just don't know these things. Oh, my gosh. So now Control Center has a separate music playback, its own dedicated screen if you swipe right. Is it just music or is it just media playback? Mm. Oh, it is media. Yeah, you can play your podcasts or audiobooks from there as well. Um, well, I'm very so. glad I brought that up because <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. I think that it's one of those things It's it's I get excited about. Like yesterday when I started it, using iOS 10 and yeah. you know you're getting it ahead of everybody else it is a fun thing mm -hmm. um so if you're if you like being an early adopter there's definitely something to that and even though I actually wasn't that excited about iOS 10 when I was hearing about it at WWDC same they there are a lot of improvements yeah, I, I think agree. even already in the beta like it was just apps are working better than they were before uh the, I mean, there are a few features we mentioned that are bigger changes, but there are just other smaller changes that improve your experience. Mm -hmm. That being said, this morning I had um, notifications that were getting stuck on my uh, home screen that I couldn't. I kept on tapping clear, wasn't going away. Restart my phone, it's happening again. Like, yeah. 
you know, you're going to have glitches for sure. Right. And then you might find, because of course third-party app developers are in the process of getting their apps ready for iOS 10, you might find some of your favorite third-party apps don't work. That was my experience when I had mm. the iOS 9 beta. Hmm. Because they're not yet ready to, to speed. Be, yeah. Right? So they might seem extra buggy. Yeah. So that's an issue you can face. And the other one that Connor, she wrote a post about this, and this is one that we experienced last year when we when we uh, used the iOS 9 beta, is that when you switch to the official iOS version in the fall, you, you're going to have some issues with backups. So tell us about that, Connor. <clears throat> yeah. Um, last year when we had iOS 9 beta, when the public official release of iOS 9 came out, um, in order to go back to to get off the beta profile, you basically had to uh, restore the backup from before you got the beta profile. Right. So to be right. clear, just because the shipping version of iOS 10 comes out doesn't mean that you will just automatically be switched. Right. You'll stay in the beta program and keep getting the beta updates, which means you'll always have a slightly ahead version. Right. But as Connor said, if you want to just use the shipping version you'll have to restore your phone to the backup you made before you signed up, which could be months old. Now, so that means things like phone calls and messages that you've made in the last like three months between June and September will Pokemon, be lost. Pictures, music, everything, yeah. Well, it picture, some of it depends if you're using iCloud Sync right. for some totally. service. Like iCloud Photo Library, if you're using that, it's going to sync anyway. If you have iCloud turned on for things like notes, right. you won't lose them. But if you don't, then any notes that you've taken, any reminders you've set, and you don't have right. iCloud on, and an important you'll thing lose them. To, I, I feel like the two main things that I really disliked when I unenrolled from the beta program were I lost all the data in my apps, like all of my activity tracking, like any mm. progress I'd made in games. Mm -hmm. um, like if you have any kind of loyalty card apps on your phone, you'll lose those records of those purchases. Mm, yeah. uh, on the other hand, if you've used your points and then you refer, you'll you'll have those points back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's not exactly ethical, is it? Um, mm -hmm. no. So, and then also if you change your settings... Um, you'll you'll revert back right. to whatever your settings were. Those were the two things, losing app data and losing all my settings changes because I change my settings a lot. Now, I mm. do have hope this year um, that maybe I won't have to do this. And the reason being, I noticed that when I downloaded the beta software yesterday, I downloaded the profile. And if you go to general, you can see that you have this profile there. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious to see when this is all over, if I delete this profile, if it'll revert back. So my hope, and I can't confirm this, I wouldn't download it betting on this hope, but my hope is that when the official comes out, I won't have to restore it, and I can just delete that profile and get back to the normal. So if that works, come that time, guarantee there'll be an article about it. Yeah, but but you should go into it being aware that you may lose, right. lose any changes you make. Right. To your app data. And if you, if you use your phone for like work, mm -hmm. I would especially be cautious because you need those records of mm -hmm. different things and that app data probably. So, um, but if it's more of just like a fun personal use, then this could be a new fun thing to do with your phone. Right. Yeah. So if you do want to, if you just Google uh, Apple iOS 10 beta, you'll, you can one of the first results will take you to the Apple website where you can enroll. Yeah, just go to beta.apple.com and sign in. 
And yeah, you'll be prompted to sign in with your Apple ID and password. Um, and so it's a really simple process. It is, yeah. Uh-uh. Um, pretty much what you want to do, you sign in. Um, it'll present you with like a software program agreement. You have to click agreed. And then what you're going to want to do is create an iTunes encrypted backup. Um, this is recommended over iCloud. I personally use iCloud, but I'm a daredevil like that. <laughs> um, you should definitely use iTunes to get a really solid backup beforehand. And then once you've archived that iTunes backup, then you go back to your iOS device and visit beta.apple.com profile. And once you're signed in, you'll be able to download the profile from that web page, install it, download it, get it running, good to go. Yeah, and we'll we'll have a link to Connor's article because it's yeah. a nice way just to get walked through the process. Um, in if you go to iPhoneLife.com/podcast, so we'll tell you about that there. And yeah, I was a little I wondered why Apple recommended creating an iTunes backup over an iCloud backup. Mm-hmm. And one thing like they said to do was archive your iTunes backup. Right. And so I guess so that saves the backup there. And I think part of the issue. Um, from what I read was that with your iCloud backup, it sometimes if you after you've installed the iOS 10 public beta and uh, your iCloud backup, your iCloud keeps backing up with iOS 10, oh, you I might see. lose the option when you restore your phone to back up to that totally. to the last iOS 9 backup you had. Totally. So the iTunes backup on your computer that's archived. But I pretty I much know. guarantees that it will be saved there for you. So then if you are certain you want to use iCloud after you back it up and get to iOS 10, then turn, turn off. Turn off iCloud backup. Right. Yeah. I, I do an iTunes backup on a couple of computers personally, just as someone <laughs> whose computer recently died. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That's saying. true. That's true. Yeah. Pro tip from Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> iTunes also backup. painful experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think overall I'd say, if yeah, if, if it's more of a, a hobby device of yours and it's not something that you're going to be in big trouble if something goes wrong, then I'd say go for it. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if it seems like fun to you and if you're not too worried about the potential of losing stuff or having to restart your phone, you know, every day or maybe once a week or something like that. One alternative is, you know, put it on your iPad and keep your iPhone on the shipping version of iOS 9. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I intended to do. I put it on my iPad yesterday, but then I got so excited (laughs) that I put it on my iPhone too. (laughs) Because really I use my iPhone way more often. So for things like bedtime, the the, uh, bedtime and wake up feature, I won't use that unless it's on my iPhone. Well, and then maybe that's a solution too. See how you like it on your iPad and if it's worth it before you take the risk of putting it on your iPhone. That's true. Yeah. Apple, I think, specifically says don't put this on your primary device. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they do. But But that's a disclaimer. Who listens? Come on. (laughs) So I think that if you, any of your listeners have tried out the iOS 10 public beta, definitely let us know what you think and let us give us your feedback. Uh, You can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com. And we would love to share that with our listeners, any feedback that we get. And uh, and we'll keep you posted once we've had some more time with the beta and uh, update you next time in two weeks when we're back with our next episode. All right, sounds like a wrap. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>